Good morning and welcome to church. Thank you for joining us this morning. Two weeks ago, we had an Afrikaans service from South Africa and you didn't have a translation. So we decided that with this joint service, uh, we can't not have an English service this morning. So this one is special for all our English speaking listeners and everyone that's watching us uh, online that follow our services in English. So I'm glad you could join us. Um, let's take a few minutes um, in prayer. Let's just prepare our hearts for what the Lord wants to do this morning.
don't be overwhelmed Give me vision To see things like you do Thank you, Lord Jesus, that we may come to you this morning. And that we know that in your heart there is so much love and so much compassion for each one of us. Thank you that we can serve in Lord, an amazing Lord that, that's not only the creator of heaven and earth, but the one that made each one of us. The one that loves each one of us. The Lord that is involved in our lives on a level and in a way that we will never fully uh, understand. We come this morning and our prayer is that you will um, work with us. In the same way you worked with the first disciples. The same way you established your church on earth. That you will keep on working in our church, in our lives, in our homes. Lord, everything we have is in your hands. And we trust you this morning. Thank you for every, anyone, everyone that's listening, that's part of our online community. Um, thank you that you are faithful. Pray this in your holy name. Amen. Our scripture reading this morning is from Acts 1. Um, in the church here, it's interesting how the seasons change. Um, normally, normally November, December, we, we talk about Christmas, Jesus is coming to earth. And, and, and the highlight is 25 December when Jesus is born. And then after that, there's a period where we look at uh, Jesus coming to earth and w what it meant for each one of us, building up to Easter um, with Jesus' death, his resurrection. And now in this time of the year, we, we, we're going to talk about Jesus' ascension and the impact it had on the church there. Um, so let's look at Acts chapter 1. Acts chapter 1. I'm going to read the first 14 verses for you all. In my former book, Theophilus, I wrote about all that Jesus began to do and teach until the day he was taken up to heaven. After giving instructions through the Holy Spirit to the disciples he had chosen. After his suffering, he presented himself to them and gave many convincing proofs that he was alive. He appeared to them over a period of 40 days and spoke about the kingdom of God. On one occasion, while he was eating with them, he gave them the command, Do not leave Jerusalem, but wait for the gift my father promised, which you have heard me speak about. For John baptized with water, but in a few days you will be baptized with the Holy Spirit. So when they met together, they asked him, Lord, are you at this time going to restore the kingdom of Israel? He said to them, it's not for you to know the times or dates the Father has set by his own authority, but you will receive power when the Holy Spirit comes on you. And you will be my witnesses in Jerusalem and in all Judea and Samaria and to the ends of the earth. After he said this, he was taken up before their eyes and a cloud hid him from their sight. They were looking intently up into the sky as he was going, when suddenly two men dressed in white stood beside them. Men of Galilee, they said, why do you stand here looking into the sky? The same Jesus who has been taken from you into heaven will come back in the same way you have seen him go to heaven. Then the apostles returned to Jerusalem from the hill called the Mountain of Olives, a Sabbath walk from the city. 
verse 14. They all joined together constantly in prayer, along with the woman and Mary, the mother of Jesus, and with his brothers. Let's read until there. Um, it's interesting when Jesus is taken up in heaven just before he went, he gave his disciples orders, not orders. He kind of told them that you've got to go and change the world. And what was the first thing they did when they went back to Jerusalem? Let's read again. Verse 14, it says, They all joined together constantly in prayer with the woman and Mary, the mother of Jesus, and with his brothers. Do you think that it makes a difference to pray? And if your answer is yes, what difference do you think it makes? Just discuss that with the people that's watching with us. Kids are watching, parents are watching. Just talk a little bit about that. What difference does it make to pray? Okay, you've got an answer. Uh, hold on to that. Or just pause the video and discuss it further. Or you can talk about that a bit later as well. Uh, we find the disciples here in Act 1. And uh, you remember last couple of weeks we talked about the fact that their whole lives were turned upside down. Um, they hoped that Jesus would have come to earth and, and establish an earthly kingdom. And now he's dead, but he has risen. And he talked in 40 days. Interesting, said in 40 days there was different occasions where Jesus uh, appeared to them, talked to them. Showed to them that he was alive, that he was real. And now we read in Acts 1, he's taken up into heaven. And, and there's almost no, no strange thing that we find them as verse 10 says. They were looking intently up into the sky as he was going. So no, it's not strange to think here. We, we, there's, there's so massive, so many massive things happened in our lives and we're just looking up in the sky and <laughs> what now? What's going to happen now? Because there's so many events that took place that they didn't understand, that they still struggle to, to get a grip on. But the first thing they did when they went back to Jerusalem is they came together to pray. Because they knew without prayer, They've got nothing. And if you look at the history of church, that kept them together. That gave them something to hold on to when everything changed in their lives. Do you remember the story of Daniel? When they were taken to uh, Babylon, Daniel and his friends, and the one thing that Daniel did, go and read Daniel, is that he prayed. He constantly prayed. Three times a day, he went up into his room and he prayed. Opened his windows, not scared of people. Because he knew that will sustain him. And I think the same, same with us. We must come to a point in our life where we believe that it's our prayers that sustain us. It's the belief that prayer will take us further than we have ever thought.
thought of by humanly possible. I don't know what's impossible in your life. I don't know what's the things you struggle with. I know prayer makes a difference. I, I, I definitely know and believe it. The disciples went back to Jerusalem after Jesus left them. And you know what? They didn't sit around. They didn't just sit around and waste time waiting. The Lord said, go back to Jerusalem. Wait. Um, listen, he, he says, verse 8. Um, verse 9. Uh, sorry, verse 8. But you will receive the power when the Holy Spirit comes unto you. And you will be my witnesses in all in Jerusalem, Judea, Samaria, and to the ends of the world. Jesus, Jesus wants to use his disciples to do something big, something massively big. But they need to go back and pray. You know, it's difficult for us to, to think that the answer to a lot of our problems starts with prayer. If we think of the way we spend our lives, the time we spend worrying about things, the, the, the time we spent um, talking to people about nonsensical things, the time we waste, the, the time that we waste with all kind of apps and games and all kind of things we fill our lives. And if we just take a fraction of that and pray, start praying for your parents, for your kids. For your family. Start praying for, for the church. For people in India that's suffering. Start praying for, for, for our world. If, if each one of us just spent a little bit more time in prayer. Do you think what a big difference that can make? I think it can be huge. You see one, one of our big problems is the doctrine of instant satisfaction and gratification. We, we want God to be in the next day delivery business. And faith doesn't work like that. If we believe in Jesus, it means we trust Him and we trust His timing. And and. We believe that, that the Lord will come through and will answer our prayers on His time, on the right time. Because we know that faith, just as our characters, take time to develop. So don't think that prayer is about asking and getting. And asking and getting it quickly. Prayer is much more than that. To start talking to the Lord in prayer is to start trusting Him for the things that you are talking about, for the things that you worry about, for the things that keep you awake at night, for the things that break your heart. That's what it means to pray. Because if we pray, we prepare our hearts for the Lord to work. And the Lord tells his disciples, you will receive the power of the Holy Spirit. Go back to Jerusalem and wait for it. And what do they do? They start praying. That's how you wait. Um, if 
got to spend time with the Lord. You've got to, uh, got to spend quiet time before the Lord. You've got to put yourself in a position where you open yourself up for the Lord to work. That's what it means to go back and pray and wait. With the expectation that God will work. That is not yet finished with each one of us. He gave us his promises and he will, he will come through. I don't know what the Lord promised you. I don't know what promises you hold on to, but don't let it go. Never let it go. He promised he changed the world. He promised he will come again and he will. He promised the disciples the Holy Spirit and he gave it to them and he changed the world. To wait is to pray actively, continuously. Because time is in God's hand and we must trust His timing for things in our life. And, and it's so important if, if, if we want to have a healthy relationship with the Lord is to build that into our faith, into our religion. The fact that we spend time with the Lord in prayer. That we pray a lot. That we pray more, more often. Because we trust Him. Difficult to pray and to keep on praying if you don't trust the Lord. Um, I'm sure not one of the disciples thought that they were going to change the world. I'm sure not one of the disciples thought that the Lord's going to work through His Spirit in a way that He did. Um, if, you, if you read the rest of Acts and Acts 2, what happened on the day of Pentecost, not one of the disciples expected that. Not, not one of them planned it. <laughs> um, the Holy Spirit just burst through and made a massive difference. Took them to new places, into new situations, uh, turned around people's lives. God is busy with something much bigger that we can think of. That we can prepare, even prepare for. The disciples didn't have a clue what he's going to do. But they prayed in the expectation that the Lord is going to do something. Because he said he's going to do something. And maybe, maybe that's more what we've got to do or be. Maybe we must start developing an expectation for something bigger that the Lord is going to do. Not only in our lives, the lives of our family and friends and love of the church in the world. And the way we, we open ourselves up for that is to start to pray more often. God already knew he's going to use the disciples for the birth of the church. While the disciples were just trying to keep alive, staying alive. But the, the moment they started to pray was the moment they actually signed up for God's plan. 
It's interesting when we go back to scripture in, 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 in Acts 1 verse 6, they say, um, so when they met together, they asked the Lord, Lord, are you at this time going to restore the kingdom of Israel? Lord, will you please give us what we asked for? Will you please make our dreams come true? Give us our kingdom that we thought you were going to establish when you lived on earth. He does it, he, he, Jesus does an interesting thing. He don't give them the kingdom. He tells them, listen, I'm going to use you to establish my kingdom. It's a different kind of kingdom. A kingdom that really changes people's lives. A kingdom that will last forever. And you're going to be the witnesses of that kingdom. Not your own kingdom. And maybe that's an important thing when we think about prayer. We sometimes think about prayer is our needs and what we need and, and our, our struggles and, and things we want to ask the Lord. But I think we forget that pray in, that to pray is in the first position to sign up for God's plan, God's kingdom, for what He wants to do. Not, it's not our plans, it's His plans. And you know, if that is the attitude that we live in, then you've got something to talk about. If you sign up to God's plan, if you see how God changes your life through prayer, then, then it gives you the opportunity to talk to people about it, to tell people, listen, I prayed for this, this is what the Lord did. I asked the Lord that, that, that that's what He did. I, I signed up for, to spend time with Him and He changed my life. We've got to be witnesses. That's what the Lord called us to be. But we can't witness if we don't pray. This is my challenge for Pentecost. That we spend time in prayer with the Lord. That we pray more. That we stop wasting time on things that's not making a difference. That we open ourselves up for the Lord and His Spirit to change us. To change our world. Our future. The future of the church. Is dependent on you and me that keep praying. So let's pray. Um, let's never cease praying because it's the prayers of this first disciples that changed the world let's pray thank you lord jesus that we can come today in prayer thank you that we know that you hear our prayers and that you know what's in our hearts thank you that we may come to you this morning in prayer with them with knowing that you are god that deeply cares about each one of us and that you have big plans for us. Well, Jesus, I want to ask that you will send your spirit to work in our lives. I want to ask you to send your spirit to change our lives, to make us the people you want us to be. Thank you for friends and families that we can pray for. Thank you for any, everyone that's praying for us. Thank you that we may believe in the power of prayer. Pray this in your holy name. Amen. We have chance to bring our offerings. Um, you've got all the information down below. Um, thank you for each one of you that um, are giving. Um, that is still giving. So we appreciate that.
few people's birthdays this week. Uh, Christian Peter de Lange on the second and Millie um, uh, on the second as well. May you have an amazing day, both of you guys. Celeste Moving the sixth, Tanya Maton the sixth, Eric Martins the eighth of May. Um, to all of you, uh, may you be blessed. May this birthday be special um, in, in, in all ways. Then I want to remind you of our of our series uh, Dare to Believe, story about David, um, extraordinary, extraordinary God working in an ordinary boy. Um, we want uh, you guys involved. Uh, there's going to be a small um, small key holder that you can purchase. Um, you just follow this link. It will re it will remind you of this of the series that we're doing and. Um, I want to challenge you to follow it. Um, dare to believe we're starting the second Sunday in May. So please don't miss that. May you have an amazing day. May the Lord bless you and keep you. May He, may he shine His countenance upon you and give you peace. Amen.